welcome to Beyond the Veil. Today, Cam and I are going to be discussing the famous Max Headroom incident. Um, there aren't really any trigger warnings here, as there isn't any violence. So, with absolutely no comment from Cam... Bosh. <laughs> let's go Beyond the Veil. Max Headroom is. He is a fictional artificial intelligence character created by George Stone, Annabelle Yankel and Rocky Morton. He was advertised as the first computer generated TV presenter but was actually Honey I Shrunk the Kids actor Matt Frewer wearing prosthetic makeup, contact lenses and a plastic moulded suit. He was intended as a satirical exaggeration of the worst tendencies television hosts had in the 80s and actually became the global Coca-Cola spokesperson in 86, using the catchphrase, catch the wave. There has also been a TV movie, two series, and a reboot that was actually announced on July the 29th, 2022, and is set to appear sometime this year, so yeah. He is a pretty famous guy, well, character, I guess. On the 22nd of November 1987, famous Chicago sportscaster Dan Rome was covering the Bears' recent victory against the Detroit Lions. Dan had his spot during Channel 9's 9 o'clock news for years. At 9.14, Dan disappeared from the screen mid-segment, and after 15 seconds of darkness, a new figure appeared. This figure was wearing a rubber Max Headroom mask and sunglasses, and I stood in front of a grey background. Also inspired by the artificial intelligence TV character. Yeah, because he was stood in front of like like the character originally was stood in front of like a weird sort of blue, corrugated looking background thing. It seems that this character just seems like dodgy. Like who came, who thought? Oh yeah, you know what? Bit of fun in it. This this random don. I just think it's funny that they were like, yeah, he's actually AI. Like he's computer generated, and then everyone was like, yeah, okay, that's totally tracks. Like, what? No. There was a low buzzing sound accompanying this frightening image. As the figure bobbed around for roughly 30 seconds until WGN... <laughs> he bobbed around? That is such he a was, weird He was wording. looking for apples. Bobbing. I also think it's funny that it's like... It was terrifying, but he was just casually bobbing around. What do we, was he like doing a funky little dance with his neck? Like yeah, it's no, it's kind of like <laughs> kind of like just yeah, just like a funky little dance. It's really weird. Cheeky. You should actually watch it. If you haven't, you need to watch it because it's very difficult to describe it if you haven't seen it. But watch it after this because we're awesome. For roughly thirty seconds until WGN was able to switch the frequency to another transmitter and get Dan Rome back on screen. Dan famously states, if you were wondering what just happened, haha, so am I. <laughs> Real. Real. Before continuing his broadcast as usual, engineers speculated that it was an inside job, and what would be an unsuccessful search of the building began 
due to the interruption being pre-recorded in a different location. Two hours after the first appearance, the Headroom impersonator reappeared, this time on Channel 11. A Doctor Who episode called The Horror of Fang Rock was airing when, as quickly as before, the video cut out. Static lines appeared across the screen, followed by the masked figure once again. The figure was back in front of the background, like before. The same mask was worn, but this time there was audio. The figure spoke. That does it. Followed by, he's a freaking nerd. What a crazy guy. Inspiration. Freaking nerd, bruh. That's such an American thing to say. Oh, it is America, isn't it? Mm. Followed by laughter and then the mention of Chuck Swersley. I think that's how you pronounce it, Chuck Swersley? Uh, Swersky? Swersky, maybe. A radio announcer. Then Headroom held up a can of Pepsi and began to recite the Coca-Cola slogan, Catch the Wave. As stated previously, he was... <laughs> Mad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Max Hedron was the spokesperson for Coke at the time. Which is weird. Like, why have you got this random fucking AI, Matt? He became, like, really, really famous. That's like having Siri as your fucking... People loved him because he he was just funny, like... He was a sound... It's like having Siri mixed with per- Piers Morgan as your spokesperson. Yeah, basically, that's basically what... Yeah. The man then flipped off the camera... But on top of his middle finger was a rubber extended middle finger, which I personally think is very funny. It is very funny. <laughs> like, there's no need for it. It's he, just funny joke. He's like, giving me the, you know, the mask. Yeah. <laughs> it's the way that he probably went to like a prank store and was like, I'm going to buy a rubber finger for this. This is going to be funny as fuck. <laughs> and then began to sing the lyrics to I'm Losing You by The Temptations. Good song. Your life is fading, he sang while humming. He said phrases from famous TV shows, scream nonsense, and then began to moan. (laughs) Whatever floats his boat. (laughs) I mean, this guy probably just did a bunch of drugs and was like, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, from the video, it doesn't look like he's on something. Like, that is not normal. But the thing is, there's there's no corporate message really behind it. It's not like... Well, I don't know, stop at war or anything. I, think, I don't know a lot about Chuck Swirsky. Um, I assume there's some sort of issue with him. He then composed himself and said he made a giant masterpiece for all the greatest world newspaper nerds. Funny. Continuing, he held that, up... What does that even mean? I think it's, it's like a commentary on how people are obsessed with the news or some shit, I think. Oh. Okay. I guess. That's my guess, anyway. Continuing, he held up a glove similar to the one Michael Jackson wore and it would, my brother's wearing the other one. But it is dirty. <laughs> it's like, oh, got blood stains on it. Ugh. But why is he just bled all over this glove? Poor glove. <laughs> the camera cut down to show a shot of the man's torso and partly uncovered butt. The mask had been removed and was <laughs> being held in front of the camera with the middle finger rubber <laughs> extension shoved in its mouth. I feel like this guy was just on a mad one. Like, I mean... he's gone off the deep end in the worst way possible. Uh, it's so weird. Like, why was his next thought, you know what, I'm just going to bend over. It's a full moon tonight. Look at my ass. He got a bit horny. <laughs> He then exclaimed, they're coming to get me, 
which was followed by a woman's voice saying, Bend over, bitch. <laughs> so valid from her. That's a woman who knows what she wants. <laughs> the man was then repeatedly spanked with a fly swatter as he screamed. There are no words for real. And that, that was the end of the end of the board, broadcast. Do you reckon it was just a couple that got a bit bored and they were like, you know what, let's spice it up? They definitely just took like a bunch of MDMA and were like, <laughs> what, what can we do that's an absolute laugh? <laughs> and to be fair, I don't blame them because it is hilarious. To be fair. The entire hijack lasted one minute and 22 seconds before the signals blacked out. It was, it was discovered during... It was discovered that during the time of the incident, there was no engineer on duty at the transmitter tower. Sus. If somebody was there, it could have been stopped the second it was noticed. I know there was an engineer on the first time because it was earlier in the day, but there wasn't one on for the later one because it was just like a rerun of an old Doctor Who episode, I think. Yeah. So they were like, yeah, whatever. Like full Doctor Who. <laughs> the first time they had to like fucking reroute stuff and to just to get it away. Since there was no no one on duty, the only copies of the incident came from Doctor Who fans who had been taping over the episode. Embarrassing. Fully. News stations covering the incident called the culprits TV pirates. While the public found the stunt amusing, the government didn't. And the FCC... They had a bad sense of humour. They really did. Like I would have been absolutely wetting myself if I was the government. It's just a bit of banter. I promise you. <laughs> And the FCC, an American agency that regulates the airwaves, dedicated a vast amount of effort to finding the mystery man. It's just like, get a life. <laughs> like, <laughs> real. The FCC clearly had nothing going on. So the FCC won't let me be, or let me be me, so let me see. Cringe. Sure. An FCC spokesperson the following day said, I would like to inform anybody involving this kind of thing. There is a maximum penalty of $100,000, one year in jail, or both. Why do you care <laughs> so much? Because it's his job to it's, care. It's not that deep, is it? Other spokespeople said, It is a very serious matter because illegal interference of a broadcast sign is a violation of federal law. That actually surprised me. I was like, why yeah, Why so do, actually do you care this much, to be fair? Why is it that big of a deal? It shouldn't be that deep. It's the way that abortion is, like, basically illegal in that country now. But, you know, can't take over the television. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's America. What can you do? Eventually, the FCC worked out it had been done by place, placing his his or her own... In, eventually, the FCC worked out it had been done by placing his or her own antenna dish between the transmitting towers. Funny. Which is, I'd say, quite smart. I'd say so, too. They would have needed, they wouldn't have needed expensive equipment, just good timing and positioning. Funny. The FCC was also able to find a potential lead as to where it was shot, due to the warehouse door in the background. Although they had leads, the FCC still were no closer to finding the man behind the mask. Rumours about the identity of the figure floated around, but were mostly either uninvestigated or led to nothing. There is one popular su- suspect that I could find which realistically doesn't have a lot of backing at all, besides from Eric Fonet, the creator of this fictional model called, I think it's pronounced Shane St. John, 
People believe that these two characters shared artistic similarities, but however, this link is very tenuous. Like, it could have just been inspiration from, or it could just be like a coincidence. So basically, they're just stupid. Yeah, pretty much. However, Foyer died in 2010, so we may never know if he was the famous... However, Foyer died in 2010, so we may never know if he was the famous hoaxer or not. So basically, they know absolutely nothing. Which is really shit. Yeah, but at the end, I feel it's better that they know nothing. It's better that... Because it's, that's kind of embarrassing if you're like, yeah, I got spanked on live TV. That's true. <laughs> I feel like no one deserves to admit that. It's definitely like uh, 21 deaths. Oh my god, imagine. What can we talk about? I don't about? understand how they never actually found the guy. Why? Because they literally pinpointed, well, they figured out basically the general area of where it was filmed. Just surely they could have actually followed that up properly. But it's... it's but when you put it like that, it's hard when you put it like that. Because the thing is with it, like... Yeah, okay, they knew the area. But at the end of the day, it was a bunch of garages, like... It could have been filmed in any, like, they could have rented it, they could own it, you know. You don't, well, the thing is, yeah, you don't know. Yeah, but they could have, I mean, they obviously didn't care that much, because they didn't put that much effort in, did they? No. So that whole message that he sent out was just complete rubbish. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe that's why they didn't put in a lot of effort to it, because it's like, at the end of the day... Is it that deep? Yeah. That's what I was saying, though, like, it does not matter... Thanks for listening to another episode of Beyond the Veil. Um, if you are new here, go and check out one of the other episodes. We've got a range of topics, so you should be able to find something that interests you. We are currently working on our second season, Bosh. which will be... I think it's going to be entirely mystery. Yes. Because we know you guys love that. So, yeah, um, stay tuned for that.